0: Alright, 3, 2, 1, how's it going everybody and welcome back to Nerd Stuff with Ian 2.0 Podcast. And as always, I'm your host Ian. And today's episode, I figured, you know, with Mandalorian Season 2 officially coming out on October 30th, I would do a Star Wars theme episode. And I figured, why not give everybody, you know, their favorite bounty hunter of the galaxy, a Boba Fett story. Especially since they have, I don't know if, I think I've heard rumors, I don't know if they've fully confirmed that Boba Fett's supposed to be in Mandalorian Season 2. But I figured most people would like that. Plus everyone's really been, if you've watched Mandalorian, it's really done well. And I figured why not give everyone a good story. So, since Especially since, really realistically, they haven't really done any, you know, big Mandalorian, specifically... The Mandalorian from that show stories, so I figured I would also with that do a Boba Fett story, but pull from the past within, which from originally when the books were being done by Dark Horse Comics, which now they are being re-released by Marvel Comics, but they're under I think the Star Wars Legends line. So if people are curious, you know, about all these older Star Wars stories. That are written by Dark Horse. Marvel will be re-releasing them. But they're going to be releasing them under the Star Wars Legends line. Because since, since... Realistically since Disney bought Star Wars. A lot of the old material that was not in the first... The prequel trilogy and then the original Star Wars trilogy. For the most part was just wiped completely clean. So I figured... This kind of gives everyone a good shot, plus it's from an indie company, and I figured you guys like both of those. So let's begin. So the the story is Boba Fett, Enemy of the Empire. So when the story begins, you have this man named Alba who's running away from Boba Fett. He's, He's running to this base, or stronghold, whatever you want to call it. And he's like, he's trying to kill me, he's trying to kill me, like, I need to get away, and he's carrying his casket. Well, this group of monks are there, and they're looking at him, and they're all like, no, no, we shouldn't let him in. But the main monk is like, we have to, we have to let him in, he's one of us. You know, if we, if we let him out there, even if I don't want to let him in here, if we leave him out there, he is going to be killed, and we cannot allow that. At least not that easily. So the man ends up, you know, being let in. And he starts, you know, threatening everybody. He's telling everybody, like, don't get near my casket. If you do, I'm going to shoot you. You know, I, and he's just very much a paranoid person at this point. Like, he's just not somebody that the people want to be around. And they're very reluctant to want to give him a lot of help. But they're being forced to by the leader. To which... They end up doing that, and they put him in a random building within the base. This way he stays hidden. Because Boba Fett is out there trying to kill him. It goes to the past to show how we got there. Is Boba Fett is off, you know, of course, doing what Boba Fett does does best. Being a little bit of the Boba. And being the greatest bounty hunter of all time within the Star Wars universe. Which people will always debate. 'Cause the mythos and the lore behind Boba Fett really is ridiculous, in my opinion. Just he <laughs> Uh, that that goes back farther than I think anyone wants to really admit to. I think it was during I think the Star Wars Christmas cartoon where like Boba Fett's like fame and infamy went like above and beyond or some ridiculous stuff. And then when people saw him in Empire I was like, Oh yeah, Boba Fett, this man is this man's dope. And then all of a sudden they see him in Return of the Jedi. And he just... He really gets just like... Destroyed by Luke and sent into... Sent into a pit. Which... He, he lived. Technically he managed to get out of. I don't know. It's been a lot of weird stuff that goes on with that whole continuity. Such in the old one. Though I'm also referencing Robot Chicken where... <laughs> I'm just thinking where where Boba Fett from Robo-Chicken's talking to the guy that's also in the uh, Sarlacc pit. And he's telling him that he's like, you know... He's like, there was like 20 Jedi. I was firing like pew, 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 pew. Killing everybody left and right. And then that's how he got himself launched in here and all that stuff. That's kind of, Like, to me, that's kind of how I'm imagining Boba Fett should... Like, jokingly should be taken. But this story does such a great job of... <laughs> Keeping it serious. And they did it all before Robot Chicken. So in case people are kind of curious. If you're bored. Look up Robot Chicken Boba Fett. You won't regret it. So to get back to the story. Bo- Boba Fett of course is hunting down more bounties. And he is just showing everyone. Why he is the baddest bounty hunter in the galaxy. Now for people who are kind of curious. When this takes place. This does take place before A New Hope. So. This is, I think, within, I think, maybe a couple years to maybe at most five years before New Hope ever happens. This way, people kind of get context. So, Boba of course, you know, he's going to seek answers. He's going to get his new bounty. And guys are around trying to, you know, mess with him. And there's a Wookiee there that's just handling people. Boba just knocks out the Wookiee at first. Because Boba's just trying to get info. And the guy starts talking. Then all of a sudden the Wookiee wakes up. Boba's just like, alright, you know what? I'm not playing these games. Before the Wookiee's able to attack him. Because it does a giant roar. Juiced in the chest, kills it off. Boba ain't got no time for that. So he goes from there. And he gets all the answers he really needs. He gets the crown that he was searching for from this guy. And then, of course, killed that guy. And he leaves because he's given a mission by he's getting a transmission by Lord Vader to come see him. Vader has a mission. He knows of Boba Fett's you know infamy for his bounty hunting, and he's like, I need this guy. So of course Vader and Boba they start talking, and Vader all tells him there's a casket from this man named Alba. He recently start he worked for the Empire. He had recently killed off some of his people and he's escaped with it. With this casket. Do not open up this casket, I don't care. What whatever you do with it, just get it here and do not open it. For if you do, I'm killing you. There is no other words. Like, this is my only threat. I will offer you ten thousand and you will go from there. And Bo was like, Yeah, no. Like thirty should be where you should be paying me. And Vader, of course, is like, why would I pay you thirty? You know, you test my patience here. You know, you should not do that. I will give you twelve, and that's as high as I'll go. And Bobo, of course, accepts, knowing that Vader could kill him pretty easily. And he was feeling Vader's rage around him. Because of course, for what most people know is Darth Vader is a very powerful Sith Lord and very much has kind of been established that way, even in Star Wars Legends and in the new Marvel comics, like Vader stories. So of course, Boba Fett agrees. He leaves and flies off in Slave One, while Vader brings in another group of guys. That their job is to, when Boba gets it, once Boba has it, after he's killed Alba and the goons, and whatever other issue. That they take this they take the casket and they bring it back here. They're already on death row, they've got nothing left to do. And Vader, realistically, if you guys die, that's great. If you don't and you manage to get back, we might talk about delaying your execution or even letting you guys get Scott free pass. And of course the guys agree reluctantly. So they end up leaving. And as Boba is flying the ship away, he's notified that the weight of his ship is a little off. Not nothing normally no one would notice. That would be more, that would be no heavier than like a grease stain or anything like that. But Vader and the Empire, they put a tracker on his ship. So, of course, Boba's like, well, whatever's in this casket, it must be very dire and very expensive. For them to want to track me even further and not trust me, so I'm going to keep my eyes peeled. Something tells me this is not going to go as easy as I want it to be. And the fact that the Empire wants this, the fact that Vader and the Empire want this badly, tells me I'm merely just to them a pawn. So I need to want. So I need to tread lightly. So of course. Boba is right. He lands on the planet. He's going to Coruscant and Tatooine and all these different planets just to get information about wherever this casket is in Alba. So, Boba, of course, run- goes to this shop that this... that to a shopkeeper that had recently had a run-in with Alba who had sold this alien hair with jewels in it. Now, the alien hair with jewels... Came from an alien race that the Empire was attacking. And that Alba was a general for. Now, Alba, he was selling off the jewels off some of the locks of hair for extra cash. And mo- more or less, the shopkeeper kind of understood that. And he was like, Well, it's as valuable, you know, we're we're gonna sell it. And the shopkeeper kind of knows a little more than he wants to let on. So of course he tells Bobo what was going on. The shop the rumor was that the shopkeeper or that alba had when he was confronting these alien groups and he was slowly destroying them you know the one of the head or i guess one of the queens which is the this lady with all this jewel with all her racist jewels in her hair was telling alba and his team that like you know she has permissions and you guys are going to die you know there is nothing Nothing left that you guys can do. You know, I can see the future. i one that can, you know, either help you or let you die. It's your choice. So, Elba, without missing a beat, decides, well, I don't, like, your hair is valuable. It has the jewels of your people, which I know will sell for a high price. I can take that. And he cuts off her head and puts it inside the casket. And takes a little bit of the strands of lo- or a little bit of the locks of hair and sells it. This way, he can escape the planet. Boba's of course, extremely happy to hear all this information because now Boba has more of an idea as to why Vader wants this, and now he knows why that Vader has such a need for it. That maybe he shouldn't give it to the Empire and Darth Vader. So Boba's kind of having one of those moments of he knows he's literally, he's got no dog in the fight and he's literally just the middleman that it doesn't matter. If he messes up, anything goes wrong. If he brings it back, he could potentially get killed. If he doesn't bring it back, he gets potentially killed. And if he sells it somewhere else, it's all a bunch of stuff for him. So Boba's like, kind of like my odds. So as was leaving this, this, uh, de- I guess this, the merchant's place. The merchant, mo- the, I'm trying to think how I want to remember what happened next. The goons that were hired by Vader are snooping around the area. One of them goes off while the others go inside to the shopkeeper. Because they, they've heard he was among the last guys to see Alba. And one of the guys who got separated from the pack ends up going and he's just kind of looking around. He kind of thinks maybe he might be able to get Boba. He thinks he saw him. But Boba's able to, you know, get the, as more us, get the jump on him and ask him, he confronts him like, who, I'm assuming you're sent by Vader. And the guy, of course, you know, says yes. He's like, why were you sent by him? This Boba kind of already knows why. And, but he kind of wants clarification. The guy his gut says, you know, Vader, you know, <coughs> sorry about that, he wants this casket, you know, you're, you're pretty much or expendable, once you get everything you gotta do, you know, we're just gonna kill you anyways, it doesn't matter. So, of course, Boba doesn't like that answer, and proceeds to show this man why Boba is the baddest ma- bounty hunter in the galaxy. So Boba escapes, but the guys that confronted the shopkeeper they walk outside looking for their person. And they see him in a fo- they see the person in the photo booth as he's slowly being strangled to death by Boba Fett on on these photos. And then that's how Boba left. The guys of course try to find Boba even more and find where he went next. Meanwhile, that's going on, Vader is informed that the goons are not going as well as they should. And Vader goes, I think I need to go down there and personally handle this. You know, I probably should have done that to begin with, but I'm going to personally handle this. So Vader, of course, goes to the planet that they're on. And, of course, while that's going on, the Empire and Vader, they, Vader lands on the planet, and Vader gets a speeder. Now, while that's going on, the guys that, or the goons, I should say, that have been hunting Boba, they, they find him at a bar. And they find him at a tavern. And they begin a battle with Boba. Boba, you know, slowly but surely starts taking them out. And he finds where Alba is. Because he's able to find where Alba's goons are. Like his soldiers that were with him. Now, Alba sees Boba... And he's like, oh, yeah, you won't be able to kill us. You know, I've got the Empire, blah, blah, blah. You know, you can't stop me. You know, I I have... If this will we'll, we'll kill you off, you're, you know, you're not the scariest bounty hunter in the galaxy. To which Boba Fett, you know, reminds everybody that he is the baddest man in the galaxy. And slowly just starts killing people off. And which... Boba, as Boba's doing that, he just kind of... I'm trying to think how I want to word this up. He just starts murder-festing everybody while Alba is escaping. You know, the goons that were hunting him that were sent by Vader, they're also getting the mix. Boba just starts taking everybody out. Blasters flying, rockets going everywhere. And... Elba just runs off to the base, and that's where our story it goes full circle to get us to where we're at. So Elba sees hiding as Elba is hiding from the goons. Boba's finishing off the last of the guys, and this guy's locked himself away. He's like, "Oh, you'll never get me, you know. You, I, I'm, I'm safe." And Boba just fl- Boba ends up on the other side and goes, "Yeah, I was counting on it." And essentially just fires a rock into the guy's back and just. Takes him out. Or no, doesn't fire a rocket into the guy's back. Fires a uh, a grapple hook straight into the guy's back and just throws him off. And Boba proceeds to go chasing after Alba. Boba gets to the base that with the old priests that are at. Boba goes, I know you have this guy in here. I need to collect whatever treasure this man has. And I need to take it. So, please, I don't want you to kill everybody, but if you leave me a choice, I will. So, let me in, which, of course, the priest let him in. Now, while that's going on, the guy's still being talked to by this casket. Now, at this point, we all know that it's the severed head of this lady. That's Premonitions. And the casket's been opened, and she's just speaking at him, telling him, You're gonna die. You're gonna die. I have all this info. You're gonna die. He's coming here to kill you. There, there's nothing you can do. The Empire doesn't care about you. And she's getting in his head, and he's like, Shut up. I'm gonna seal you up. Shut up. I'm gonna seal you up. Boba, of course, finds where the guy's at. And the guy's trying to stay hidden. You know, he's waving his gun around after Boba finds where he's at, and he's trying to escape. The priests are like, Yeah, we don't want any part of this. Like, he's all yours. And, the, and of course, Alba's just like, you guys betrayed me. I thought you guys were my fr- were people that I could trust. You know, I gotta defend my casket now. To which Boba just kills the guy. And the casket starts speaking to him. The casket tries to give Boba information. But Boba kind of puts together that he... This casket, for all, all it is, it's not worth what... it's For all the c- damage it's causing, it's not worth having in the galaxy. But Boba realizes... He can sell the hair and get a crap ton of money. So, he's picking and and choosing what he wants to do. Bo, of course, takes the casket and is trying to head back to Slave 1. To where Vader is there. To which Vader finds Boba and they confront each other. Off the side of a mountain near a lava pit. Vader tells Boba, give me the casket. And you will live. Boba goes, yeah, that's not happening. You know, you sent guys to kill me. You've done a lot. And I see what you want out of this. This had that's premonitions. I get it. You know, you you want this information. You want to figure out whatever you can do with it. I'm not giving it to you. It's too much power and you do not need this. You're already a very powerful person. And I'm not going to... Let you have even more power just because you want it. So, Boba begins just fighting back. Boba's firing blaster... (coughs) Sorry about that. Firing blaster shots at him. Doing everything he can. But Vader is realistically just walking through it like it's nothing. You know, waving his lightsaber. Knocking laser blasts down. And really just showing Boba Fett that... He truly is one of the strongest Sith... Last Jedi's anyone has ever seen or heard of. And him being a mere bounty hunter, it will not stop him. So, Boba decides, well, what do I got near him that I can help really throw him off with? Boba sees the scooter that Vader was on and fires a rocket scooter, which blows up and distracts Vader, kind of knocking his lightsaber away. Vader, of course, kind of just walks through that because he's mad. Boba goes, well, I got nothing else to lose. Let me just toss this casket into the lava. So, Boba chucks it off the cliff. Vader starts freaking out. He's like, no, this cannot happen and the casket lands in the lava. While Boba escapes. Vader is able to pull it out. There's no damage that's been done to the casket. And Vader opens the casket and the Lone's head goes, I figured you would come. And she slowly starts telling Vader two different premonitions of the future. One where Vader dies and that he ends up losing to the Empire. That the Emperor kills him. And she gives him kind of a premonition of what A New Hope and Empire and Return of the Jedi is supposed, more or less the events that are supposed to happen. Which ends with Vader, of course, sacrificing himself to take out Palpatine. To save his son Luke Skywalker. The other ends up with Vader. Of course. Killing Palpatine and taking over the Empire. But he does it before Palpatine even knows. To which. Technically. Both are right. If you look at it. Yes Vader does die to Palpatine. But Vader also manages to beat Palpatine. So in a sense. Both terminations are right. But she doesn't want to give him any of that info. That's all she can see. And Vader, of course, being Darth Vader, he slowly thinks about it and he's deciding what he wants to do with it. Well, the Emperor comes on a hologram and after hearing of Vader's mission, he asks Vader about what was in the casket and everything like that. You know, it was just, he more or less tells him what was going on about the casket, the head, and everything like that. And Palpatine goes, Well, bring it here, my Vader you, this could be potentially helpful to the Empire. And Vader goes, yeah, unfortunately, those were all rumors. It was damaged, and it was damaged, and there was really, whatever was in it made no sense. And off screen, you see where the Emperor can't see the hologram, where the hologram can't see anything of Vader. Vader destroys the casket, or this, this more or less this box that's housed the head this whole time, and destroys it because Vader also realizes the power that that head had. And then it pans back to Boba Fett and Boba Fett has strands of this woman's jewel field hair. And Boba being the baddest man in the galaxy or the baddest bounty hunter in the galaxy flies off in Slave 1 pretty much to battle again. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that one. It's kind of a uh, different story than well, i guess most people are kind of used to at this point and in my opinion it's just a fun story not nothing crazy it's really only four issues i think only a hundred four four issues plus a half issue or something like that and it's only 112 pages something like that quick read definitely if you know if you're a boba fett fan or if even if you like vader and you're just looking for something that is just a Fun story that you don't really have to think too much about. I definitely say reading this. And I definitely suggest if you are a big Star Wars fan and you've never really heard or really read a lot of the other Star Wars stories from Dark Horse, I definitely say look them up. They'll come under the uh, Star Wars Legends line of books. And essentially it's them just re-releasing their old Dark re releasing old Dark Horse stories that were done like uh, I think it's the Dark Empire Dark Empires One, Dark Empire One and Two. And then other stories that they've that Dark Horse has done. And to be honest, Dark Horse did a lot of work when it came down to expanding the Star Wars mythos as you know it. And to me, I actually if I had to put it out there, I would definitely say I think that Dark Horse did a amazing job with the properties it had. When it had Star Wars under its belt. And I definitely feel like seeing that, especially in its early days. Because a lot of these stories you're going to find out about came out in like the late 80s, early 90s. And the artwork holds up. The writing is really good. So, definitely is worthwhile checking out a lot of them plus it's cool to see stories that were able to fit in continuity that you didn't feel like were over convoluted and that for the most part is what the dark horse star wars comics did so there you go and uh oh before i forget the uh writer on it was john wagner now he has done other books but he's more has always been a guy that's been primarily in the in the indie scene, he always did kind of like Aliens and Predator. He was from the late 80s, early 90s kind of group of comic book writers. And he did a lot of work for Dark Horse. So in case people are kind of curious, that's kind of more less where he's from. And then the artist on it was Ian Gibson. And I can't remember the other guy off the top of my head. I think it was, but I think they were the main two. So you had Ian Gibson and John Wagner being the top two. So you had the writer and the artist. On it. So. Yeah. Yeah. You guys always know where to find this. It's uh, either you guys can find it on. wherever podcast place you listen to. Whether it's Spotify. Or Anchor. Or wherever you listen to your podcast. And as always. You guys can always hit me up on Facebook. Or Twitter. I think it's Ian Walters 9 at Twitter. Or my Instagram at Nerd Stuff with Ian 2 Or you guys can always hit me up with the email at Ian 2 Or with Ian at gmail.com plenty of ways to get in touch with me also part of the comics amino group again so definitely if you're on there listening to it definitely say you can always hit me up there you can personally message me like hey what do you think of this story or hey can you cover this one always appreciate suggestions and i'll always do it and uh yeah i guess we'll call it a day so with that being said I think we hopefully you guys enjoy the story and uh, have a great day later.